Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And today we have a full studio. I've never had this many people in the room before. We have got Jessica Ray, singer-songwriter, and her band, The Ramshackle Parade, all five of them. Welcome. Hey, Brent. Thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah. You guys are going to play. Yeah. Now, Jessica, you're currently touring your new record, Just Like a Woman, Songs of Bob Dylan, which came out September 20th, right? Yes, brand new. So now you guys did that record live off the floor. We did, yeah. We pretty much did most of it live off the floor. We added some some parts later on, but for the most part, it was all pretty much live off the floor. So all the belt buckle scrapes, all the chair noises, all the background talking is yeah. all probably, all the mistakes are still... Yeah, we kind of wanted to emulate like a Bob Dylan recording where, you know, you, you can hear his mistakes and it just makes it more real sounding. Definitely. There's an accessibility there. Yeah. Right? The Stones records that I love, uh, the old Faces records, if you're into those, like just they have this organic feel. Right. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, good. So now the band name Ramshackle Parade is mm-hmm. taken, I noticed, from one of my favorite records. Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. I love that street core. <laughs> well, exactly. Sandy came up with the with the band name, and you might want Sandy to tell you that story. Let's hear it. Hey, I'm a big fan of Joe Strummer and the Clash since I was a kid, and uh, I love that album, Street Core. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. And as we were looking for a name, I suggested Ramshackle Day Parade. Mm-hmm. It's a little long, we shortened it up, but uh, homage to Joe Strummer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The second song from that record, Get Down Moses, like yeah. I just love that tune. The, the lead rip off that tune, just right? I could listen to that over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So you guys are going to play a tune. You're going to play Blown in the Wind. We're going to talk about your tunes first, and then you guys are going to uh, to play that tune. Okay. All sure. right. So now what we've done, and this is different too, typically guests get five songs. Now the five songs will be split among the five of you, and you're yeah. each going to talk about, you've, you've each got your own pick here, which is pretty cool. Okay, so uh, I've got Chris first, and it's uh, Robin Hitchcock with 1974. I think Robin Hitchcock is a great uh, songwriter, and, you know, he was uh, definitely influenced by Dylan also. Mm. Probably maybe his 60s stuff, he's, his lyrics are... Uh, can be quite obscure, which I, I like, you know, and he starts off the song. I, I like songs that, that start off right uh, with great lyrics. Uh, and I think the ones in this one, uh, you had two coffees. One of these coffees was too many coffees for you on yeah. a health kick. The first time I heard that song, I was actually drinking coffee in the backyard and I was like, yes, <laughs> that is true. And, uh, and you know, also he's, he, uh, sticking on the Dylan theme, he's, uh, I noticed on Instagram a little while ago, he, uh, was doing a concert, John Wesley Harding covering mm-hmm. the whole thing. And over the years, he'd always throw in Bob Dylan songs here and there. He's got a record of, uh, Bob Dylan covers that were live. Love Robin. Does cool stuff. Wears great shirts. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and, Me too. I'm a fan of his. Yeah. But he's he's kind of like he's he you know the name but he's not super popular. Yeah, right. he's he kind of remains kind of obs- obscure, you know, yeah. like he definitely in the this band the the Soft Boys, you know, that they were pretty influential like REM, you know, were yes. big fans and you know, they went on to influence so, you know, I think he's pretty important, but yeah, like he's not like maybe household name maybe, but he puts out records pretty, pretty steady. I think Robin and Peter Buck 
collaborated a little bit. That's right. Yeah, Clinton. Yeah, as uh, yeah, uh, uh, so one of their records. Yeah, the minus five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm a fan too. Yeah, right Good on. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we have Clinton's pick and Joe Henry, our song. Yeah, yeah. Joe, uh, are you familiar with with? I that? am not terribly, but I, I know who he is. Yeah, you're stuff. you're you're not alone in that. And he's you know a, a criminally overrated, uh, uh, sorry, underrated songwriter. You know, when, when Jessica mentioned that this would be the theme for for what we do here, that was the first name that came to mind. You know, and there's a bunch of names I could have picked. You know, I'm a fan of songwriters. Uh, Neil Finn would be. Mm. You know, up there for me, Paul Simon, uh, you know, is nice. held in high reverence. But I picked Joe Henry, and I'll tell you why, was um, my introduction to him was through Paste Magazine, and this would have been okay. maybe 10 years ago. You know, I, I used to buy that monthly. They did one of these articles. The, the uh, author was Andy Whitman, and he was one of those writers that if he recommended something, I went and listened to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the article was one of those, like, greatest living songwriters or 100 greatest artists of all time, something like that. This name I'd never even heard of, this Joe Henry was number two, mm-hmm. right behind Bob Dylan. And I thought, how bold to write <laughs> such a thing. You know, the I'm going to listen to this and just, this, this man's going to be so wrong. But uh, he wasn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, what a what an amazing literate songwriter, you know, very insightful. And, and, and he's a, a producer. He does, you know, a, a lot of albums, a lot of successful albums. But, you know, one common thread that runs through everything he does, whether it's his own music, his writing, his lyrics, or his production, is there's just this innate sense of immediacy and humanity that comes through in his music mm-hmm. that just speaks to me. You know, so, and this song uh, in particular, this, this uh, our song, the one I picked, was one I, I chose out of what could have been, a, you know, a dozen of his songs. Mm-hmm. But I chose this one because the lyric is so unusual. Uh, you know, it's and and it's what I think he's best at you know he he takes this strange concept of seeing somebody that he thinks might be willie mays at a costco you know uh-huh. <laughs> or a home depot sorry and and he's uh you know where can you go with that you know as yeah. a uh, you know i'm a songwriter uh, there's everybody in this room is a songwriter and and i think that starting with a thought like that is that's a roadblock right away <laughs> but he you know, he just ties it up at the end of the song with just this beautiful imagery of you know uh, this all-star sports hero pulling on garage door springs, you know, between, underneath his feet and makes this beautiful metaphor on life. And it just blows me away how he, how he got there from the, the, a lyric like that. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on and on, but I think Joe Henry is someone everybody should know about. Yeah. And isn't it fascinating when you come across an artist like that, you never, you just kind of, you tripped over it. Yeah. And you know, uh, uh, the, uh, him through him too, I, you know, as, as the drummer in this band, um, through him, I, I discovered, um, a lot of things that I liked about the sound of my drums, you know, his uh, drummer is an amazing talent and the way that they mic the drums, the production they use, you know, the, the velocity that the drums are hit. It's been a real big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill and, and Sandy and I, um, we made a record uh, a couple of years back that Jessica was part of and kind of what our, our first uh, musical introduction to each other as a collaborators was this, this record uh, called Bonnet House and Joe Henry definitely was a a presence on that record. I, I don't think that's a stretch to say. No. No. Well, we used one of his records, uh, Invisible, Invisible Hour, Hour. As a reference. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, the, the, the influence is there, whether it gets heard or not, it's definitely there, you yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, next we have Bill and John Hartford with The First Girl I Loved. Yeah, John Hartford, he, uh, he comes to mind right away for me because there was a different 
definite turning point in my life where I stopped focusing on electric guitar and I became just totally enamored with acoustic music. And really? it was in the early 70s. I'm, I'm the oldest in this group by far. <laughs> what? And you know, I should never give yourself away saving like that. that yeah. um, I, I grew up listening to country music in the Maritimes. My, my parents uh, listened to that a lot, especially my dad's family. You never want to listen to what your parents listen to. So no. I, I shied away from, from uh, bluegrass and country and old-time music and uh, went on my own little adolescent journey musically. Mm-hmm. And one day when I was about 20 years old, I was in the living room with someone who had a nice stereo and they put this album, John Hartford Aeroplane on. And it was, it was weird and sounded amazing. It was beautifully recorded and it just grabbed me. And yeah. from that point on, I, I had to get an acoustic guitar and, and try to play like that. Eventually I, I struggled with bluegrass for a while and realized that I was just never going to be that <laughs> that kind of musician. But I always loved the, the sound of a nice Martin guitar. Yeah. And, um, that has stayed with me, although I've rediscovered the electric and I'm having a lot of fun with that too. Yeah. But, uh, and John Hartford's songs are wonderful. I don't know anything about him, you know. Well, he was the guy who wrote Gentle on My Mind, which was a, a Glenn Campbell hit. Oh, yeah. Really? He wrote that. Okay. And back then, he was a short-haired, clean-cut guy who was on the Glenn Campbell Good Time yeah. show. Yeah. And that that was his introduction to the, the world, I guess. And then he kind of disappeared when that show went off the air. And I didn't even realize it was the same guy mm. when I first heard this album. It was night and day because he was all of a sudden singing crazy lyrics. There's one song called uh, Hey Babe, You Want a Boogie? And yeah. he just... It's a cappella, and it's full of grunt. (laughs) It's it's bizarre. But then he does another song on the same album, an instrumental called Presbyterian Guitar, that's just heartbreakingly beautiful. Yeah, it just uh, it was a bit of an eye opener to me, not because not just because I love the sound of the instruments and the music, but because it was so out there. You know, just uh, it was not following conventions, and I found that exciting to. To know yeah. that somebody would actually let you record stuff like that. Yeah, so, back then too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the same time that uh, I heard it the same night actually that I first heard the Will the Circle Be Unbroken album by the Nitty Gritty Dirt, yes. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah. That was that opened a whole world to me too. Yeah. Rediscovering old time music recorded. That's fascinating when that happens too, right? Yeah. 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 It, was, it was nice. Let me ask you a question. Have you guys ever seen Glenn Campbell play lead guitar? Uh, only, only in videos. Do you believe that? Yeah. Glenn Campbell also played bagpipes. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I saw a clip of Glenn Campbell playing bagpipes. Wow. I didn't know he could do that. Who? Is that right? Sandy, you're up next, so let's let's hear about the bagpipes first. <laughs> it's the uh, the definition of a gentleman is someone who can play the bagpipes but doesn't. <laughs> and you know why bagpipers always march? No. They're trying to get away from the noise. I can see that. I'm sorry, that's not fair to make fun of bagpipes. We were talking about bagpipes. Uh, I can't remember who the guest was, but somebody was in the other day and we were talking about Oh, it was uh, it was Julian Taylor, and uh, we talked about ACDC having bagpipes on one of their songs. Yeah. It's a long way to the top. Yeah, which completely seemingly is out of place, 
but it works somehow. I got to do a, a show with an ACDC, the Classic Albums Live people. Yeah. They were coming through town. So what they do is they call up a bagpiper in every city they go to. No. And I got to do three shows with them, Fredericton and St. John and Charlottetown. Right. So I got to go and play bagpipes with this ACD cover band. It was hilarious. So you played Long Way to the Top? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and when I came out playing the bagpipes to yeah. these audiences, people go wild because, oh, yeah. you know, there's no bagpiper on stage and That's they start right. playing this song and then the bagpipes kick in. It's hilarious how much people love the bagpipes in some... Uh, in some instances. Wow. Did you have any idea you were going to be talking about bagpipes today at all? It always comes up. Always <laughs> oh, it does? Up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it always does. Surprisingly. I mean, yeah. you bring it up, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, I just brought it up. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> all right, let's get to your tune, Sandy. It's uh, Buffy St. Marie and Tanya Tagak. 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 Tanya Tagak. you got to run. When I was a kid, I was doing the same as, as Bill, listening to my parents' albums, when I was a kid, they had Buffy St. Marie's Greatest Hits. When I was seven years old, that's what I was listening to. I saw Buffy St. Marie last year in her 70s. She's dancing around like a teenager. Mm. Just an amazing performance. And she played with the Sadies at the Hillside Festival in Guelph. And it was just amazing. And I also saw Tanya Tagak performing in St. John. And her performance was a trance. The show was about an hour and 20 minutes. And... When she finished, it was like, wow, I've just been through a trip. Mm. It was a really remarkable performance. It wow. just takes you somewhere. And this song I've chosen is right now a, a top 20 pop hit. And it's really interesting to hear these two female indigenous artists mm -hmm. working their way up the chart and seeing that happening. Yeah. And it's a kick-ass song. Yeah. And she's been around for a long time. Yeah. And, and I appreciate her work because she's very outspoken about her pacifism mm -hmm. and uh, social issues. Yes, definitely. Excellent. Well done, fellas. Now it is time to turn the microphone over to Jessica. And her song is by Jan Arden, Unloved. Yeah, I've always been a Jan Arden fan. Unloved is off of her Living Under June album mm -hmm. and I remember being a teenager in high school and that was the first CD that I that I bought and the first album that I could sing along to and know the words to every song. Yeah. Yeah, Unloved it's a it's a beautiful song. She does it as a duet with Jackson Brown. It just I mean her most of her lyrics are pretty, you know, sad and she's and but she's not a sad person at all. No. She's extremely funny. I think she's one of the funnier. Have you have you met her? People? No, I would love to meet her. Not I've yet. gone not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But I've seen her in concert, and she's she's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love her voice. I, and I, I love how unloved is um, the melody. It's not broken at all. It's just, it just soars mm -hmm. with the with the lyrics. And the chorus is just one word, unloved. And it's just, I just, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it moves me. Jackson Brown did a good job on this, too. He too. does. Yeah, 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 the two of them together. Yeah. All right. Well, are you guys ready to play a song for us? Yep. Awesome. And we're going to do Blown in the Wind. All right. Take it away. One, two. See? 
Sounds must wait before she sleeps inside. And how many times must the cannonballs fly before they're forever banned? Answer, my friend, who's blowing in. fantastic that was tremendous you guys thank you really good job those harmonies are amazing (laughs) wow that was awesome thanks thank you very much all right so thank you for coming in today the new record just like a woman is out now september 20th it's available on spotify yeah it's available everywhere everywhere stream it on any platform you can buy it go to my website jessicaray.com you can purchase it there and i'll mail it out to you perfect good you guys are on tour covering ontario and the east coast and i'm going to come and see you in Hughes room i believe oh it's great yeah yeah 
Thank you so much for coming in. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank yeah. you for having us here. Yeah, thanks for All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guests, Jessica Ray and the Ramshackle Parade. Till next time, folks, take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide. <laughs>